Sweet. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Shooting Breaks, episode two. Sorry, I'm going to restart. <coughs> Hello, my name is Muhammad Ahmed, a.k.a. Paki. Joining me today, as he always does, is Ahmed Hassan. How's it going, guys? It's a good day today. Um, Didn't sleep well last night, but we're, we're going to run with it. What happened? Uh, I just, it was a long day at work, you know, night shifts kind of gave it to me. Is it a long day at work if you work from like 11 to like 6? <laughs> Is that the definition <laughs> of a long day? That's a long night, bro. Long night at work, I guess. My God. <laughs> I I don't even, I actually, that's like, it doesn't sound like a terrible time, like working those hours, but. um, It gets to you sometimes. Today was a, it was a tough one, I'm not going to lie. I feel like those are prime, like, introvert hours, though, you know? Yeah. I feel like the, the, that's really eating at you, huh? Yeah, you, you if, it's, if it's at me. <laughs> um, uh, quick condolences to the queen. Um, R.P. the queen. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Shout out to Benedict Matherin. Your thoughts and prayers are with you <laughs> during this tough time. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Benedict Matherin, <laughs> welcome to the Shooting Bricks Rookie Show. We're going to start off today by going over our hottest takes regarding the rookie class. We found the things that we disagree with the most with each other. Mm-hmm. We're going to try our best to give you guys a very entertaining pod today because I'm going to start off my, uh, actually, we also want to give Manu G- Ginobili a shout out. Yeah, quick shout out to Manu Ginobili, um, Hall of Fame legend. Man, I love Manu, man. I think kind of off topic from the rookies, but I think Manu had probably the most iconic international career and I wanna say like the most iconic I guess the best honestly probably I wanna just not even iconic. I'd probably say the best move in the NBA with that Euro stuff and I think that changed changed the game big big time. Everything bro. Like I like when I first started getting into basketball, like James Harden was my dude and I like and then I just like looked back. I was watching like a lot of like Manu. Thing. I'm like, dude, this is like yeah, this is like crazy. this is like the pre form of Harden. Yeah. Are you of the belief that <laughs> if Manu like left the Spurs and got like like say like ran like a team, you do you think he would have been a Harden level player? Um, I think that he could have, but I think what made Manu so like iconic and so special is he was. I think he is the first Hall of Fame six man. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but. The fact that he was like willing to like sacrifice for the team, he just knew that he could run that second unit, um, with the best of them. And I think I mean he was in the closing lineups too, so it's not like he was like just yeah. sitting on the bench yeah, like a Lou yeah. Will or whatever, yeah. you know. Like he was in all those closing <laughs> lineups, like whenever they needed a bucket at the end of the game, like he was in that lineup. So yeah. I think it's just like shout out to him for like really sacrificing like pride for just like genuinely like the greater good of the team. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. He's, he's actually like, I, I love Manu. He's one of my favorites. <clears throat> All right. Let's get into the rookie segment, bro. This is why you're here. This is the meat. That yeah. was the apps. Now it's the steak. We had our <laughs> Argentinian apps. And now we're here for our American steaks and British. <laughs> I want to talk about Matherin. But he's not really featured that much in this pod. <clears throat> I'm going to start off with a hot take, Ahmed. Yeah. Let's hear it. Are you ready? Let's hear it. One of my favorite guys. In my fantasy league, in my fantasy league, in our fantasy league, our (coughs) dynasty league that we run, we're going to be talking about this dynasty league a lot because this, that league is so sweaty and gets toxic and it's great. But the guy that I took seventh overall and drew audible groans from our draft room, AJ Griffin. I think AJ Griffin is like a, like the, in the second tier prospects in this draft. I think he was right up there with Jaden Ivey. I think he was like right up there with Keegan Murray. I think that, all right here, let me give you my arguments first, all right? His shooting, genuinely generational. His passing is extremely, Um, wait, let's just stick with the shooting. Let's stick with the shooting. So why do you you think his shooting is generational? Dude, whenever you look at all of his like advanced stats, Mm, Dude, stats, <laughs> advanced yeah. stats. Shooting, listen, shooting, you can apply yeah. stats to shooting. But whenever you apply, like, 
his whenever you apply the advanced stats to his shooting, it's insane, dude. His like his grading for like all shooting, all time college stats since they started gathering college stats in like two thousands. I don't I don't know exactly when, but they started gra- gathering a lot of advanced stats for college numbers. But his like shooting is ninety fifth percentile, ninety fifth percentile, like all but of how it much is that ninety percentile. It's not the system. Because I feel like there was so much attention on Paolo and how he ran an offense. Because it was like, you had to be, basically, he was like the point guard on the on the court. Um, all eyes had to be on Paolo. So, like, how much do you think, I feel like that plays a huge role in how much open shots he got. Because yep. a lot of his shots were open. Yeah. And I remember in the last podcast, you talked about, like, Nobody's guarding RJ Barrett at that thirty-five percent. <laughs> That's not the case. So I feel like I feel like you can you can you claim generational, but I see open shots. All right, and I see more of a system. If these were like contested, like Curry, Curry shots, that then then we could say it's generational. But he's like a how do I say it? Like a uh, he it's just like a catch and shoot guy, man. He's not even like Clay Thompson at level, but. All right, here we go. You ready? <laughs> I have an article that I'm referencing by PD Webb. Shout out PD Webb. He's like, he's genuinely like one of my favorite analysts. Yeah. He's uh on Twitter above the break or something like that. Let me let me read off these stats. Let me read off this little bit. AJ Griffin is really in the pantheon. Is AJ Griffin really a pantheon prospect shooter as a freshman? Well, he is in the 99th percentile in the half court, 1.2 points per possession. 90th percentile for all offensive possession, 1.18. 98th. I'm just gonna just I'm just gonna read the numbers because mm-hmm. the shit might not make sense to you. 97th percentile on jumpers, 96th percentile on threes, 95th percentile on catch and shoot, 95th percentile on uh I don't know what OTD is. <laughs> 93 93rd percentile catch and shoot unguarded, 89th percentile on catch and shoot guarded, 88th percentile around the basket. Bro, like, look at every that's like a generational is a strong word, man. Generational is like people who genuinely that's their only game, like, like shooters, like straight shooters, like Clay Thompson, JJ Reddick. These guys are generational shooters, dude. I genuinely think that, like, this, those I, I don't know. By, I like, feel like, I feel like, I feel like he is a good shooter. No, 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 Genera- he's a great shooter, good because no, I don't because no, no, no. a lot of these shots. A lot of them were open. I, a They're lot not of open, bro. It's not open. People don't leave him open. When I was to bring up my RJ point, was that like that dude? No, they don't. Gen- like, they don't purposely leave him open. But these are based on the way that the Duke offense was run. These were open shots, man. Dude, no, I don't. I really don't think so. Like, the, I don't have the exact. One stats of the numbers, numbers that I referenced was 89th percentile guarded, 62 possessions, 1.2 points per possession. That means in 62 possessions, every time he got the ball, the team scored about 1.2 points. That's insane. Every mm. time. That's mm. when he was guarded. <clears throat> dude, he's, this dude is... He, generational he, is a strong word. I think he's a generational shooter. And I think that in the NBA, when you have, like, shooting, like, how many prospects are made and break by, like, if he develops a jumper, then he's going to be good. Like, when you come into the league with that kind of shooting ability, with, like, truly gravitational pull like that, I think he's just going to open everything up for him. Lanes are going to become more clear. He's going to, as he develops his athleticism, he's going to get even better like that. Like, driving to the basket, like, catch and shoot. Is, uh, he's going to get, like, wide open, like, uh, outside, like, passes. Is this going to be amazing? I really think he's going to be an amazing player. I um the second thing that I like about him, he has very underrated passing. He almost always makes the right read. He has a couple turnovers, but I like the passes he makes are always extremely smart. He it's always within the flow of the offense. It's always like if he doesn't have a good look, he keeps pushing. And like again, this dude is not a chucker. Those those like those percentile like shooting numbers they could belong to like a medical student, bro. Like all in the nineties, they're just amazing. So he makes the right passes. He can shoot already. I think he's gonna be an amazing player. 
Yeah. I I don't know, man. I don't see where you see like all this um confidence in in this guy. Um I see him being at most at most just a good catch and shoot guy like a who's a good catch and shoot guy? My go-to catch and shoot guy is a uh, Bohan Bogdanovic. That's my that's my that's my uh go-to catch and shoot guy who who who's Obviously makes great reads on the offense too. So like maybe, maybe I can see him like that. But. Bro, he's gonna be so much better than Bohan, bro. That's disgusting. I like I feel like I feel like grossed up by the take. The one one thing I will give you is that his defense is not that great. Um but and he had back when he was in high school, this dude was like consistently one of the most athletic guys on the court. Like his like jumping athleticism, his like running it was like it was really really good athleticism, and he started off the season with an injury, so he wasn't able to showcase that much because he's still like recovery, like the same way that like Harden uh, wasn't able to like get that first like that pop, like AJ had the same issue because he he wasn't able to like mm-hmm. be fully rehabbed before school, but I think he showed flashes of it. I think he really showed flashes in the Wake Forest game. He like, and when players show flashes of athleticism, and especially in high school, like I'm thinking back to like Trey Mann. Trey Mann was like a crazy athlete in high school. Like there were videos on YouTube, like Steph Curry with a 40 inch uh, vert. Like I mean, I'm not gonna compare. I'm not gonna compare that. But like, dude, like when you're comparing, uh, when and Trey Mann had zero dunks. In college, zero. Two years in college, no dunks. And now he's out here postering, like, the Lakers. He's postering, like, everybody, bro. My God. Like, that dude. Yeah, he averaged, like, a poster, like, a week for, like, a, like a month straight. It's insane. Yeah. But when you show that athleticism at lower levels, I think that there's something there, especially with NBA spacing. And if you really want to, like, see his, like, self-creation potential, like, search up. Train, I mean, uh, uh, AJ Griffin, Wake Forest. It's a like, it's insane tape, and I think he's gonna show off a lot more. But he's not gonna get a lot of opportunity with the Hawks. Obviously, like they got what they need. He's probably gonna have a really small role. But one day, when he's unleashed, <laughs> it's gonna be insane. I don't know. My my feeling, he's going to be exactly what he was drafted to be. Just a catch and shoot this guy who sits in the corner, never really um takes more than two dribbles, but. Basically, his college game, you know what I mean? Okay. Catch and shoot, no more than three dribbles. Attack the basket or make a pass. That's. I see, I see I see. him handling pick and roll. I see him doing Middleton stuff, like making the passes, self-creation, all that stuff. I really see him taking off like that. All right. Second take. Oh, my A.J. Griffin take, officially. A.J. Griffin is on the same level as Jaden Ivey as a prospect. That's that was the take no. and that was uh that's I, my conclusion. I can't agree with that. All right. The second take. The rise of unicorns, I think is an overrated overblown uprising. The way these like superhuman like players are built is not meant for longevity. I think I'm thinking like people who are like at the 99th percentile, not even 99, 100th. Let's just say 100th percentile for like the human physique thinks Zion and his like pure strength, athleticism, everything. Think Porzingis, like with his uh with his uh frame and like movement and fluidity and shooting and all that stuff. And lastly, think like in the future, Victor Weminyama. I don't think I don't know if I said that right. I'm just calling him Wemby. But I think that those guys, when you're built like that. I just think that there's only so much stress, your joints, your knees, all of that can take. And I think it's just going to like wear them down. Yeah, I can agree with that. But like in the, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to like those tall, lengthy guys who are like dribbling like guards, I feel like then I, I don't know. I, I feel like the NBA is going to move into that, into that realm where just everybody's going to be. Six nine ball handlers, um, their centers are going to be like seven one that can pull up from three. 
feel like that's going to be that modern NBA here in the the next couple of years. Um, Do you think that those guys like? So but I don't think I don't think there's a correlation with that and injuries. Uh, that's basically what I'm trying to say. Like I feel like, like that's just how the game evolved. Right now, it feels like because there's not as much. So um, when they do get injured, it feels like it's a big deal. You know what I mean? Like when a when a Christopher Porzingis messes his knee up for the fourth time, how do you yeah. know? Like how do you know that's not just like a you know like an outlet? Okay. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just like. I guess we won't know until like there's more of those builds in the league, um, which is looking like there's gonna be one drafted every year now. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mobley, Chet, Wendy, like it's just it's I all that, yeah. I feel like it's just gonna be one, one every year, maybe maybe two next year. I don't know, um, uh-huh. but uh, yeah, it's just like when in the and when it comes to Zion, I feel like Zion mostly was um held back by the Pelicans. I feel like he was ready to play. Cause there was, I remember like around All Star Game, there was like rumors of him coming back, but then um, I don't know, he never did, and I feel like that was just the Pelicans holding him back from actually getting those um, NBA minutes. I feel like they were just trying to like protect themselves and whatever well, fashion. But why? Like they weren't tanking for a better pick. Like they were actually like in the playoffs. If they had him healthy, would they not use him against like the Suns? <clears throat> yeah. And- no, I. At that point, they kind of already accepted that Zion was not going to come back because that would have just ruined um, what's it called a uh, the the chemistry on the team. But uh, like during the season, I think the Pelicans went on a crazy run towards the second half of the season, where they just like uh, I think it was like after All Star game they just started winning everything, and then that's when they made their their playoff push. Nobody knew they were going to be. A I don't think team. that Zion is ever going to be healthy not like i want zion to be healthy i want like i want to make this clear that i want nothing but the best for most players you know jonathan isaac those guys you know they can (laughs) eat bricks but like when you have guys like zion bro i want this dude to be healthy so bad but i just think like biomechanically i don't think that the body can take it when you're at 300 like force equals mass times volume or yeah i think i'm gonna i'm gonna edit that out i'm gonna bleep (laughs) um dude force factors in both mass and velocity and when you're moving as fast as zion and as heavy as zion i just don't think that like like zion's bones aren't made of like adamantium like it's but made he's of been like stuff. he's been built that way his whole life you know what i mean like yeah, his high school days he was still built like that but his bones are still built like yours and mine it's still yeah. like calcium it's still like yeah it's still like built that way it's not yeah. gonna be able to take that kind of pressure like at the end of the day like he's still like even though he is like six six and whatever like he's still like built like us underneath all that muscle and i don't think that the human body can take that kind of uh that kind of uh like abuse abuse and force like especially like moving that fast that like strong that heavy that like that vertical like it's just it's not gonna be able to handle it and i think that that kind of thing also applies to these extremely long prospects like victor and uh porzingis like i don't think chet falls into this because chet is 610 i think or something like that because i think that when I'm only talking about those like over seven foot guys. Like those are the true unicorns in my opinion. Chad is not like seven feet tall. He's six ten, like a solid, like really goodly built. But like Victor has like an eight foot wingspan. That's unheard of. That's yeah. like he's 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 superior, bro. He's a mutant. Yeah. Like in the best way. But yeah. I don't think they're built to last and I think that there's gonna be problems in the future. All right, Ahmed, leading on to the next prospect, one that you really like. A lot of people I, really like. I love a Jayden. lot of hype beasts really like him. I want you to give us your spiel on Jaden Ivey and what you expect. I think Jaden Ivey... While I go find a charger for the video. I th- I feel like Jaden Ivey is... He's the steal of the draft. I, I, I don't want to say the steal of the draft because he was drafted at, at what, five? But he was drafted at six? I think he was drafted at five. Um, yeah, because I think the the Kings had the fourth pick. And they yeah, p- yeah, he was drafted at 
five. And I think that was the ultimate steal because he should, in reality, he should have gone top three based on just the, uh, I guess, the. What what is the word I'm trying to say? Athleticism? Not the athleticism. Based on like the. College tape? Whatever. All right. I forgot the word. But um, based on like, like the fact that he is like um like the modern NBA, you know what I mean? He's got that super athletic build. So he's like he's not a not short build, he's not not super athletic build. He has, he's super athletic. There's a difference. You know, he's he's a he's a bulky guy as well. Not a bulky guy, dude. What are you <clears throat> talking about? Um what's it called? A super freakish freakish athleticism at the point guard spot. Um he's basically like in the I guess in the lineage of that D Rose Russell Westbrook prime, Dude, that's no. that's where I see Jaden Ivy, no. and I think the fact that that is what um, can precede him, I feel like that uh, it's it's good, it's good, Dude. it's a good. It was a good pick, solid pick. <laughs> okay, it was a solid pick. Yes, the Pistons have to make that pick ten times out of ten. They have to make that pick, but. I think he's gonna be like disappointed. I think he's gonna be like a top fifty guy in the NBA. I don't think he's gonna like people think he's like this upper echelon player, and I don't think he's that guy like at all. I think that those guys you like invoked when you talk about like Russell Westbrook, D Rose, like even let's just say De'Aaron Fox, John Morant, all of those guys had legit ball skills. Those guys like. Could dribble, you, pass, shoot. Like, Jaden Ivey was held back throughout his whole Purdue. Jaden Ivey doesn't have like that kind of. He handle. was held back though. You have to understand that. Like he was never allowed to run. They they never allowed him to like. Purdue was a <laughs> slow paced offense. They never the coach never allowed him to yeah, push they, the break. And when he did, um, it, it was flashes of D Rose, John Morant. It was crazy. The the offense was run through Zach Eady. Like valid valid point, but I think that. The reason that he shows flashes, and like it's not like just flashes. This guy doesn't have like a handle like that. His handle is not like a John Morant level handle. Handle is something that can be learned, man. That's just like hours in the gym. But no. basically, what I'm trying to say is right. <clears throat> this is what I believe, right? I feel like he he's gonna have a better rookie season than uh than what's his name um John Morant. I feel like he's already. Wait, wait, say it again. You think he's gonna have a better, a better rookie season than John Morant? So like, he's he's already like in my he's my front runner for uh, uh, rookie of the year already, and he hasn't even played a game. But wow, okay. Even that one, the one he played one uh summer league game, it was already like he was already doing crazy things. I think he had like six points, six rebound. No, not six points, six rebounds, six assists. I think it was like twenty points. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um. The guy's good, man. I really do. I really do like Jaden Ivey, and I think that um, he is the best player in this draft. Just hands down, like Paolo. You're not a Paolo no, guy. No, I feel like Paolo is just gonna end up being like a um, like a glorified chucker. You know what I mean? Somebody who's gonna who's gonna get who's gonna get the I don't know. Like I don't want to say Carmelo because that's disrespectful to Carmelo Anthony. But no, it's valid. He is um, a chucker. But no, I think I think Jaden Ivey will be the best player in this draft by far, and it's not even gonna be close. I feel like Jaden Ivey already has, if given the if the Pistons treat him right, because he wants to be there. You could tell he was like, that's his hometown. Um, if the Pistons treat him right, and I I think if they give him the keys and not Cade, I think that this is actually gonna be. <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be a good. They're gonna be on a good path. You think he's a better prospect than Cade? I don't see Cade as a point guard, man. I feel like Cade is like a good two guard. Oh, right. He's so slow. Like I mean, you don't need to be fast to be a point guard. Like what about Luca? Luca's like, a Luca's a he's in a realm of stuff. What about like Garland? Garland's not like a supreme athleticism guy. No, but he's not super athletic, but Garland possesses things that um Cade doesn't. Like what? The ability to like shoot, the ability to shoot. He was like one of the worst shooters in the league, like first year and the second year. Or wait, the first year, he's like Garland's just... a, oh, was a great three point shooter. Great, if you not enjoy, his if first you... year, not his first year. 
first year he didn't even he didn't even play. That was Sexton. They were still testing the Sexton run. Nah, dude, he got drafted. He missed the first year of college, and then he sucked his first rookie year. He was like genuinely one of the worst players in the league. I think he was like, "This is so <coughs> bad." Kid, Kate is gonna be good, bro. Like I have no doubt in my mind. Kate is. Kate is like this is how I feel, Kate, bro. I feel like Kate is, uh, like a Jason Kidd. You know what I mean? He's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. But not like he's not gonna be no score. He's gonna run the off. He's gonna run the half court offense. But if you want to run a fast paced offense, which I feel like the they drafted towards that, um, I feel like you gotta you gotta be pushing the ball, and I feel like it's gonna be in. Uh, he's gonna run the fast break, but I don't think that weakness of kids is going to like affect his winning at all. I think it's gonna be really good. I think he's gonna be like. Yeah, like I, like gonna, I said, like a Jason Kidd, like a good, good, solid. He's gonna be better than Bradley like Beal like this year. Rondo, Jason Kidd, that's 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 a Kate. Dude, he's gonna be better than Beal this year. Like he's gonna be. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know. know <laughs> Beal is already Dude. like a three level scorer, bro. He's not, He's barely a three point shooter, bro. He's underrated. He's an overrated three point shooter. All right, I'm gonna play a game with you right now. Guess Bradley Beal's three point shooting. Percentage, um, career or like this last season? Let's say, let's say, last three seasons. Because I know he had a down year last year, so I I don't want you to be able to to do that. So give me give me his. Let's say let's start in twenty nineteen twenty twenty. What was his three point percentage? Jeez, that was a long time ago. I can't remember bills then. Just guess. He does like his uh, prime. I'd say like prime. I want to say like probably just a little bit under forty. From three? No, it's thirty-five percent. All right, guess is twenty, 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 twenty-one. Okay, that's a, that's percentage. an average. That's not a bad shooter. That's an average. Thirty-seven percent is where like you kind of want to be. But all right, all right, you go ahead. <laughs> What's uh twenty, 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 twenty-one? What was three-point percentage? Uh, I'm gonna say thirty-eight. Thirty-five. What was his three-point percentage last year? Guess. Okay, but how many attempts? No, no, no. Just bro, just he shot five last year. Five threes a game last year. Guess how many, Guess what percentage? Okay, I'm going to say again. Another 35 then. 30. Okay, but just it was Say it again. Was say a... three-level score again, bro. <laughs> he is a three-level score. He's not a three-level score. He just shoots a lot. He's not He's a, he, he takes a lot of contested shots. Um, But Beal is a three-level score. If you don't think Beal is a three-level score, he, I don't think you're watching the same good, basketball. He's good, but I think that like Cade is actually going to be better this year. This year. Cade is not a... No, no, like, Beal is like a legit all-star. Don't get me wrong. But I think Cade is gonna be like, right there, like all star. You can agree, player. Cade will never be like that scoring threat, right? Can you agree with that? Hell no, he's gonna be that th- scoring threat. No, bro. but he's not like he. If he moved at a slow pace and he like knew what he was doing with it, like, like if he was like a Luca, like you can be slow, but you're getting he's where not you be want. A Luca guy, like, but Cade. then 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 it's like an ex- uh, there's a I guess there's an excuse to being slow because me, you're like, getting the shots that you want. What player now? Who's the worst player that's playing right now that's gonna be better than Kid in his prime? In his prime? Yeah. Like Clay Thompson. Is Clay Thompson gonna be better than Kid? Clay Thompson should be a top seventy five guy. Yeah. Clay Thompson. Okay, what about let's say That's not even that that's a bad Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, yeah, I'm not gonna I can't invoke those Warriors, bro. Those like he can't even bring up the Warriors. It's just like untouchable. Yeah, he should be a top seventy five guy for sure. Prime Beal versus Prime Kid. Prime Beal. Prime Levine. Prime Beal average thirty. Prime Levine versus Prime uh Kid. Um I'm gonna say Prime Levine as well. Oh, that's just that's bad, bro. Levine is not. Kate is gonna be so much better than Levine. He's gonna be better than Levine next year. Like no, I think he's no, gonna, no, no, yes, no, no, for sure. I, again, like I said, Cade will never be. I never see Cade being a scoring threat. He's gonna be like a Jason Kidd. He's gonna get you maybe 17 points. He's gonna get you eight, nine assists, seven, eight rebounds. This is gonna be like a 25, eight, and eight guy. 25, 8, and 8 is, like, that was, I'm pretty sure that was MVP Brown year. Dude, Come on. that's what I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a 25, oh. 8, and 8 guy. 8 and 5, let's say. It's rebounds. Let's just give that to Duran, you know. All right. Here's my, <coughs> let's go back to topic. We're we're talking about Jaden Ivey. 
My issue with Jaden Ivey is he can't shoot. That's one. He can't really pass. Not like Ja, not like Westbrook, not even like Fox, to be honest. He can't pass. He's not a good passer. His size is okay. This is I'm a, I'm a rebuttal on that pass, right? All right. He had some garbage teammates in Purdue. Okay. Garbage teammates. Like even if he did pass and they missed, they don't record those stats. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like this is again, this is your stat watching. You're not watching, dude. The game. I don't think he's actually like a good. He's not like an advanced passer. That's just straight up the truth. Is he a better passer than Ja? Jaws, Jaws, no, uh, no way, bro. Don't, no, okay, no, I'm not saying I never said okay, that. Okay, okay, I'm saying Jaws like yet Jaws like an upper echelon passer in the league. Right okay, now. what about Darren Fox? Yeah, he's a better. Darren Fox? He's on the same level, if not. Darren Fox averages like, like what? How many assists does he have? Like eight, eight assists or something like that. Again, again, like these guys, he had nobody to pass to. That's like, like that's like faulting Kobe for having two assists when he had. <sighs> People like, uh, like when he had bums to pass to, you know what I mean? Okay, he's not a good defender at all. I think that when you're not a great passer and you're not like I know guards aren't required to play like primary defense, but I think that I think he's a better you, defender than John. Straight up. Okay, um, but here's the thing: that might be true, but John's a better passer and he's a better like scorer and he has a better handle. Those other things like. When you're not as good of a passer, you're not as good of a shooter, and you're not that good of a defender, I just don't like see what he can do that well. I know he's extremely fast. I know he's one of the top like 15 most athletic people in the NBA right now. But I think that those things are like a major concern. I don't think he's like a guaranteed hit. I hope he's great. I hope he's amazing. I want my boy kid to be happy and I want him to get rings. But I think there's a chance that this doesn't like, this isn't, as much of a home run pick as people think. I think that, like, yeah, I, I just don't think it's a home run pick. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't agree with that. I feel like he already is the best <laughs> the best player in the draft. Um, I feel like he led in the most ideal situation. They give him the keys, and <clears throat> I think that he can be doing jaw-level talent type things. Yeah. Okay. That's well, my final say. Let's talk about one of Ahmed's favorite <laughs> prospects. Tell us what you think about Marjan Bochamp. God, Marjan Bochamp. So I initially found out about Marjan. Like I was on my like, you know, I had a pretty bad dynasty team, right? So I was like <laughs> on the on the on the quest for a a good a good guy who I can get later in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. Um and as I was looking, you know, I looked at some of the G League Unite guys. I felt I love Dyson Daniels as well. But when I looked at Marjan and his story in general, like I fell in love with him. I feel like he's got one of those movie type storylines. Yeah, like a real chip on his shoulder. He's yeah, like, and I feel like if you look back at like all the stars, you know what I mean? They mm-hmm. always got like some crazy stories that led up to where they are. Like Dwayne Wade's mom, I think was a crackhead. <laughs> and and uh, all respect to Dwayne Wade's mom, <laughs> but um, yeah, like. LeBron didn't have a dad, you know what I mean? Um, like these, like crazy, I guess, like storylines, like to help them, I guess, yeah, keep a chip on their shoulder. And I, I love that, and I, I think Marjan's story in general. But when it comes to his game, right? Yeah, I feel like he had like the only way to really describe him is like the most ideal three and D guy. You know what I mean? He's gonna lock up the guy on the other side, and then he's gonna go sprint to a corner, he's gonna hit those shots, contested, uncontested. And if he can't hit those shots, he's gonna he's gonna rim run and he's gonna dunk on you. Like yeah. he's one of the few guys that is actually athletic that also can shoot threes and play the defense. You know what I mean? Okay. I wanna I wanna bring up one of these takes that you said. You said that Bochamp is a better prospect than Franz Wagner. And not a better prospect, but he's gonna be a better player. Yeah. I agree with could that. You, could I, you tell me why you think that? <clears throat> so, the reason I think that Bochamp is going to be a better pro- player than Franz is basically because Franz is not really a defender, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, I think we can both agree there. He's just like, and if you're like not a defender at that size in this league, you're just going to be 
it's just gonna be a bad time for you. Like you don't you won't see the court a lot because um <clears throat> most most of the NBA stars are at that height. So you better be able to like stay at least stay in front of them. Okay. Right? Um they're about the same level shooter. Um, but I see I see uh the fact that I don't know, I feel like the athleticism is in is in Marjan's favor. Um his <clears throat> IQ is in Marjan's favor. This is not true. None of these are true, bro. Shooting is definitely in Marjan's favor. Definitely. I don't I don't think he's gonna be a better shooter than Franz. Franz shot like Sean Franz was like a thirty five percent three point shooter this year as a rookie on like a bunch of self created attempts. Like he was like he was a genuine like self creator. He scored in bunches, like genuinely like he he made it rain, bro. He was he was making everything. He didn't take too many threes a game. But I think that if he scales up like the amount he takes, I think he's gonna be like, he's gonna make a lot of them. And I think if he takes more, I think he's actually gonna make them at a better rate next year. I think he's gonna be He's gonna cap out around like a thirty-seven percent three-point shooter, like for sure. I think that he's also an extremely underrated defender. Franz Wagner is a legit six foot ten, six foot nine player. Like not not like mm. not like what was it? <laughs> what it was? Uh, Benedict Matherin. Like he said that he was like six foot eight. <laughs> that dude is not six foot eight. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, but he's like genuinely six foot nine. He plays crazy team defense. He is an extremely high IQ player. I think that when you watch like his passing and like his how quick his reads are, Franz Wagner is just gonna knock it out of the park this year. I mean, I feel like Bochamp was making those same reads as a as a little kid, playing with young with like men. You know what I mean? He's twenty four. No, but like that was his first like call. That's like his, he didn't play call. Like he played. Uh, but he's not a boy, dude. He's twenty four. No, but that's basically what I'm trying. That's like to grown man is Duarte age, bro. No, nah, that's basically what I'm trying to say. I don't think he's twenty four. <laughs> Let me look at this. I don't think he's twenty four. I'm pretty sure he's twenty one. I might be wrong. Oh my god, if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be so embarrassed. Twenty one. Yeah, oh, I, fo- I apologize, bro. Yeah, Marginal, well, I knew I knew he wasn't <laughs> old. Like, I apologize. <laughs> um, this is spreading misinformation. Yeah, like, all right, that's crazy. But let's move on because we're we're running out of time here. All right, Ahmed, give me your top five rookie ladder, like for <clears throat> the rookie of the year race. My top five. My super early predictions. This is super early. Of course. Right? Obviously, my love of Jaden Ivey, he's got to be at number one, right? Okay. Jaden Ivey, the first. My sleeper pick is Mark Williams. I feel like he lands in the perfect situation in Charlotte. Nobody's really going to compete with his minutes. Um, Yeah, Mark Williams, great defensive presence. I'm going to say he's my second. Okay. My third, I'm going to go Paolo just because I guess he has the fans vote already. Um I don't think he's going to be that good. I feel like he's just going to be good enough to at least get on the board, you know? Okay. Um, And then I'm going to go Sohan just because um, the Spurs tanking team, he's going to be putting up good numbers with him basically being the only guy there. And then another sleeper pick is going to be Walker Kessler. I feel like he can anchor a defense and um, he's basically Gobert. Jeremy Sohan or Devin Vassell? Sohan. By how much? Um, uh, by a little, because Vassell is actually he showed. He I showed think spirits. I think Vassell is gonna really show a lot this year. <laughs> All right, but All right, my, yours. my top five, I'm gonna go Paolo one. I think he's gonna put up numbers. I just think that it's gonna be like inefficient, just a brute numbers thing. I think people are just gonna see like twenty five and five and be like, holy crap! Or what am I saying? It's gonna be like seventeen five and five. And people are going to be like, whoa, this guy's the chosen one. They're not going to see they shot like 30% from three. They're not going to see any of that. But I think that's going to be like, the pilot thing is going to be legit. I think Keegan Murray is going to be second on mm-hmm. this rookie ladder. I think that Keegan Murray is going to like. You think he's using enough minutes for that? Yes. I think he's going to get minutes over Barnes. I think he's going to get minutes. I think he's, they're going to prioritize it. I just think that if the Kings 
Dude, what am I saying? I'm, I'm expecting the Kings to act logically. <laughs> but no, I, Kings... I, I, I used, I, I thought Murray at first, but yeah. I just don't think he's gonna see a lot of the court. Dude, if the Kings take Murray over Ivy, then just not give any <laughs> minutes. <laughs> that would be so embarrassing, yeah. bro. I think the Keegan Murray is gonna be like, he's gonna have like a Halliburton esque like mm-hmm. presence, not like. He's not going to be as good. I can't invoke the name Halbrun because Halbrun's a stud. Mm-hmm. Like, he's playing so good. But I think that Murray's going to have, like, that kind of presence, kind of like a culture shift moment. He's going to be, like, fan favorite, mm-hmm. kind of, like, revitalize the Kings a little bit. <clears throat> I think third is Ivy. Ivy's going to be good. He's going to be all right. He's going to put up numbers. I think he's the second option on the, on the Pistons. My fourth option... I like Johnny Davis a lot, dude. I think Johnny <laughs> Davis is gonna. I think he's gonna do some stuff. I think he's just gonna like. I think people are gonna love him. I think they're gonna see him like doing all the stuff that Jose Alvarado does, but then like make it six five, and then give it like really good athleticism. I think he's a really good athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Johnny Davis is gonna be fourth. I think fifth is Matherin. I think Matherin's gonna get crazy usage, and it's just gonna be a numbers game again. He's just going to put up a bunch of numbers. So top five rookie, ra- rookie ladder. I'm going to list off your five really quick. Ivy, Mark Williams, Paolo, Sohan, Walker Cuff. Mine are Paolo, Murray, Ivy, Davis, Matherin. All right. Ahmed, before we end this rookie show, I want you to quickly list off all of, quote-unquote, your guys. Uh, I'm going to go Dyson Daniels. Love okay. Dyson Daniels. Jaden Ivey, Marjan Bochamp, Mark Williams, um, Jalen Duran. I like Walker Kessler too. He's growing on me. Okay. Is that it? That's that's that's, those are my guys. Is this a weaker, stronger rookie class? Do you usually have more than this, or is you only Um, have five guys? This is a weaker one. I don't I don't think there's the only real star in this one, I feel like is gonna be Jaden. Everyone else is just gonna be like good good players. I'm gonna go off mine. I have a lot. I think that this draft to me isn't like a weak draft like 2020 was i think that this draft has a lot of like gambles and i think one of these is guys is just gonna like blow up and we're just 2020 in... week draft 2020 is a week draft was that not mellow and ant yeah it was but everyone else mellow ant halberd who else is relevant and bane yeah. but who else like no one that's it uh, yeah like there's not even that. like role players or anything uh my guys Chet Holmgren, I love Chet. I think he's going to be amazing. He's going to be so good. I think he's next in the line of KD, Dirk, like that lineage. <laughs> I think he's going to be so good, bro. Yeah, this is crazy time. <laughs> this is crazy time. Uh, I love Chet. I love AJ Griffin. I love Keegan Murray. I love Johnny Davis. I think Bendig Matherin was like, I think Bendig Matherin was like the same level prospect as a uh, Shaden Sharp. I don't, I think it's Shaden Sharp. Very overrated. It was just a mystery box thing. Tari mm-hmm. Eason, another one of my guys. I like Marjon too. He's good. He's good. Mm-hmm. And I also like Malachi Brandom. <clears throat> my sleeper pick for someone who has star upside, Bryce McGowan's. I think that dude is so cold. I think the way that he just like gets downhill with like reckless abandon mm-hmm. is insane. That dude is not afraid of anything. I think he's going to just get to the line and he's going to make buckets and it's going to be amazing. He's gonna be great for the Hornets. I think there's a chance that he does like the stuff that Miles Bridges, or like at least like mimic it. Not this year, but like later down the line. Yeah. I also see good things for Usman. He kind of sucked this year, but I think that there's a chance that he pans out at six foot nine. I think yeah, he's like. Man. I wish, bro. <laughs> I, God, hope I hope so for your so, sake, man. bro. I hope I s- so. I sniped. Uh, in our dynasty draft, I sli- I sniped uh, Jalen Williams <laughs> from Ahmed like one pick before, yeah, was... <laughs> and, then, and he had to take Usman Jang, and he's just been like crying in the group chat constantly. Yeah. It's so funny. It was crazy. I think he's like the first rookie that I've seen where they already like <laughs> dedicated a G League spot for him. It's actually, Dude. it's actually insane, man. Are there any guys that you're like lower on than consensus? Um. I'm lower on Chet, obviously. I feel like if Chet doesn't put in any weight, if he just stays right now like this, he's not going to see any NBA minutes. Right? Okay. And that's that's just just a quick one. That's it? Okay. Um, I don't really see the vision with Jabari. 
I think he's like a good player, but I don't think he's like people aren't gonna be like people are gonna remember like holy crap, this dude is taking like third overall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and that Rockets fan that's gonna like hold that. He's gonna be a good player, but I think at the end of the day, people are gonna be like, holy crap, this guy was like the third overall pick, and they're just gonna expect more. For the final segment of this pod, Ahmed, we're gonna be talking about the NBA. All rookie team. Weakest pullout game. Oh God, dude! <laughs> NBA is uh, oh, when you first get your taste of fame and wealth, they're gonna get trapped. And then yeah, you get that. You get girls, gold diggers. They're just gonna, gonna try trapped. to trap you. They're gonna Brittany dig Griner. up. Yeah, what? You don't. Oh, Brittany Griner, <laughs> dude! I thought you were talking about. <laughs> she was trapping someone. I guess she is trapped, but <laughs> different, different type of trap, bro. Yeah, different trap. Bad joke. Bad Free joke, Brittany Griner, bro. That's all. That's fucked up. How would you say that? <laughs> My fault. <laughs> My fault. Um, all right. Um, so we're gonna list off. We're gonna do a draft style. Who is the most likely rookie to get trapped by? An Instagram model, my, a gold digger, whatever. With my first pick. Okay. Purely based on how athletic this guy is. I feel like he's just too athletic. <laughs> okay. Just extremely athletic. I'm gonna say JD Davis. The D- guy I feel oh, like, I feel like he just he even looks like someone who would just like dude. pause. I don't wanna say it like that, but Bro, like, I feel he like he's like a guy like, with like who like you see at Walmart with like a kid and you're just like, Oh, this kid's a badass kid. Yeah. <laughs> J- yeah, J.D. Davidson was my first. Dude, my first. that was one of my picks. I swear to God, I had that on my team. You sniped one of my picks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams is my first pick. I think he's gonna. I'm gonna take him at my shooting guard slot. This dude, like, some of his TikToks are so down bad, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he got some wild TikToks. I just like. I just see Jalen Williams, just fucking up. Yeah. All right, who's uh, your second pick, and what position? My second pick is going to be the center position. I just feel like he has the personality to just, like, to to say that he didn't, but he really did just, like, nut in her, you know what I mean? And that's, <laughs> and that's Chet, Chet Holmgren. Chet. He just does not. Chet is like center? So you're saying Chet is Chet, center? Chet, Chet's <laughs> in my center, yeah. Okay. Chet in my center. I feel like he just wouldn't care. Like, he would say he didn't, but he really he trapped them, basically. Oh to be my honest. god! Okay, yeah. <laughs> bro, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm so mad you took my JD Davison pick. I like that was my like that was my sleeper pick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go with AJ Griffin at small forward. That dude is such a Christian. I just think that like, when he gets a taste of pussy, he's just not gonna know how to act. <laughs> it's just gonna be insane. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm gonna God. go with AJ Griffin at uh at my small forward. <laughs> Good fit. <laughs> All right, what position um, am I player? I'm gonna go at the power forward position, the other thunder, <clears throat> Usman Jang, man. Usman Jang is not a power forward. I refuse. I veto this. Why? Yeah, he's dude, that dude is not a power forward. He's is he not listed like six ten? Yeah, but that dude is not a power forward. <laughs> no, I'm vetoing this. He's gotta go shooting guard. Or small forward at the most, dude. All right, fine. I'll, no I'll take him. I'll take him at the small at the small forward position. All right, bro. Small forward. Okay. Come on, Jay. That's pretty valid. He just looks funny. I don't know. <laughs> he just looks funny. He does look funny, bro. All right, I'm gonna go with for my next pick. I'm gonna go with Jalen Duran. I feel like he's Jaylen a kid. Durin. He's just like a kid. I just don't think he has full control over his body yet. I just, I just see him fucking up like that. I just, I'm gonna go with Duran at center. Duran at center. Okay. Okay. Valid okay. pick. Valid pick. Who's your next guy? Uh, I'm gonna go shooting guard. My Laker, Max Christie. Oh my god! <laughs> Max, another Cr- pick you sniped. <laughs> Max Christie. No man. way. God, Max Christie. Oh my god, bro! People are gonna go crazy over the Kobe <laughs> thing, right? The Kobe thing. <laughs> nah, it was it wasn't because of that. I, I I don't know. I don't know what inspired me to say Max Christie, but it's I just look at him like this guy. He's already been trapped. I feel like and he just hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't figured he, he's it out. He's the yet. trap. He's the he's the he's when Kobe uh, trapped that woman and raped her, bro. That's his kid. I'm telling you, that's his kid. <laughs> nah, bro. that's wild. No. Dude, all right, who's 
my next guy. I'm gonna go with. Dude, he really took all my picks. I really thought that I was gonna have JD and Max Christie. I wasn't. Uh, I was not expecting this. I'm gonna go with Shaden Sharp. I think that for my, he's gonna be my power forward. I veto that, man. If you're gonna, okay, then let me put Usman. <laughs> let me put Usman at forward. All right, bro. Let me. What about this? What if I move AJ to point guard? No, I Can't, veto that as well, man. What do you mean? All right, Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams actually played point guard, straight up. That's that valid. tall, man. No, That's valid. I, no, I no, no, that. Dude, come I veto, on. No, 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 I veto, no, no, I veto, I veto. No, Jaylen, no, Jaylen no. You got to come up with a, a solid a solid forward. Oh, my God. Bro, I, I'm actually so mad you took my guys. Okay. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Kennedy Chandler. I just feel like he's a short dude, and at the bar he's gonna be like, "He's a handsome guy." He's a handsome guy, and I think at the bar they're gonna be like, "Wait, you're an NBA player?" And he's gonna be like, "Yeah," and they're gonna be like really surprised, and he's just gonna like, he's gonna be able to spit. He's gonna spit game, and he's just gonna. And after they they find out, then I think the claws are in. I think he's gonna he's gonna get trapped. Okay, mm. last guy. My last guy is a sleeper guy. He's just like a teddy bear, man. Kenny Lofton Jr. <laughs> Dude, just one. a teddy bear, man. <laughs> good one. Okay. And that's that's my that's my starting five. Okay, my last guy. I think I'm gonna go with Justin Lewis. I just it's just a vibes thing. I have no <laughs> other reason for it. No. So we'll uh, we'll put this on TikTok. We'll have a vote and uh, we'll see we'll see who you guys think is whose team is more likely to get trapped. All right. Um, All right. Ahmed, Thank you guys fun, again. Man. Yeah, I uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Please do like and subscribe on uh, rate us five stars, please. We beg. Yeah, oh my please. god, I'm on my hands and knees, just like give us a shot, man. Yeah, just Try. give us a shot, please. Like, let us trap you. That's too a little too far. Bro, uh, um, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, appreciate, right, pr- really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. See ya. See ya. You've listened to Shooting Breaks. <laughs>